Section 19 of the French Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The French Revolution by Thomas Carlyle. Volume 1, Book 3, Chapter 7. Internecine. What a France through these winter months of the year 1787. The very eau de boeuf is doleful, uncertain, with a general feeling among the suppressed, that it were better to be in Turkey. The wolfhounds are suppressed, the bearhounds, Duc de Coigny, Duc de Polignac, in the Triana Little Heaven, Her Majesty one evening takes Bensonval's arm, asks his candid opinion. The intrepid Bessonval, having, as he hopes, nothing of the sycophant in him, plainly signifies that, with a parlement in rebellion and an eau de boeuf in suppression, the king's crown is in danger, whereupon, singular to say, her majesty, as if hurt, changed the subject, et ne me parle plus de rien. To whom, indeed, can this poor queen speak? In need of wise counsel, if ever mortal was, yet beset here only by the hubbub of chaos. Her dwelling-place is so bright to the eye, and confusion and black care darkens it all. Sorrows of the sovereign, sorrows of the woman, think coming sorrows environ her more and more. La Motte, the necklace countess, has in these late months escaped, perhaps been suffered to escape, from the Salpetriere. Vain was the hope that Paris might thereby forget her, and this ever-widening lie and heap of lies subside the lamotte with a v for voleur's thief branded on both shoulders has got to england and will therefrom emit lie on lie defiling the highest queenly name mere distracted lies which in its present humour france will greedily believe for the rest it is too clear our successive loan is not filling as indeed in such circumstances a loan registered by expunging of protests was not the likeliest to fill denunciation of lettres de cachet of despotism generally abates not the twelve parlements are busy the twelve hundred placarders ballad singers pamphleteers paris is what in figurative speech they call flooded with pamphlets regorge de brochures flooded and eddying again hot deluge from so many patriot ready writers all at the fervid or boiling point each ready writer now in the hour of eruption going like an iceland geyser against which what can a judicious friend morier do a riverole an unruly langway well paid for it spouting cold now also at length does come discussion for the protestant edict but only for new embroilment in pamphlet and counter-pamphlet increasing the madness of men not even orthodoxy bedrid as she seemed but will have a hand in this confusion she once again in the shape of abbe l'enfant whom prelates drive to visit and congratulate raises audible sound from her pulpit drum or mark how despreminal who has his own confused way in all things produces at the right moment in parliamentary harangue a pocket crucifix with the apostrophe will you crucify him afresh him o despreminil without scruple 
considering what poor stuff of ivory and filigree he is made of to all which add only that poor brienne has fallen sick so hard was the tear and wear of his sinful youth so violent incessant is his agitation of his foolish old age baited bayed at through so many throats his grace growing consumptive inflammatory with humeur de dart lies reduced to milk diet in exasperation almost in desperation with repose precisely the impossible recipe prescribed as the indispensable on the whole what can a poor government do but once more recoil ineffectual the king's treasury is running towards the less the paris eddies with a flood of pamphlets at all rates let the latter subside a little d'orleans gets back to Rancy, which is nearer paris and the fair frail buffon finally to paris itself neither are fretot and sabatier banished for ever the protestant edict is registered to the joy of boissy d'anglas and good malzerbe successive loan all protests expunged or else withdrawn remains open the rather as few or none come to fill it states-general for which the parlement has clamoured and now the whole nation clamours will follow in five years if indeed not sooner o parlement of paris what a clamour was that messieurs said old d'ormesson you will get states-general and you will repent it like the horse in the fable who to be avenged of his enemy applied to the man the man mounted did swift execution of the enemy but unhappily would not dismount instead of five years let three years pass and this clamorous parlement will have both seen its enemy hurled prostrate and itself ridden to foundering say rather jugulated for hide and shoes and lie dead in the ditch under such omens however we have reached the spring of seventeen eighty eight by no path can the king's government find passage for itself but is everywhere shamefully flung back beleaguered by twelve rebellious parliaments which are grown to be the organs of an angry nation it can advance nowhither can accomplish nothing obtain nothing not so much as money to subsist on but must sit there seemingly to be eaten up of deficit the measure of the iniquity then of the falsehood which had been gathering through long centuries is nearly full at least that of the misery is for the hovels of the twenty-five millions the misery permeating upwards and forwards as its law is has gone so far to the very eau de boeuf of versailles man's hand in this blind pain is set against man not only the low against the higher but the higher against each other provincial noblesse is bitter against court noblesse robe against sword rocher against pen but against the king's government who is not bitter not even besenval in these days to all men and bodies of men are become as enemies it is the centre whereon infinite contentions unite and clash what new universal vertiginous movement is this of institution social arrangements individual minds which once worked cooperative now rolling and grinding in distracted collision inevitable it is the breaking up of a world solecism worn out at last down even to bankruptcy of money and so this poor versailles court as the chief or central solecism 
finds all the other solecisms arrayed against it most natural for your human solecism be it person or combination of persons is ever by law of nature uneasy if verging towards bankruptcy it is even miserable and when would the meanest solecism consent to blame or amend itself while there remained another to amend these threatening signs do not terrify lomini much less teach him lomini though of light nature is not without courage of a sort nay we have not read of lightest creatures trained canary birds that could fly cheerfully with lighted matches and fire cannon fire whole powder magazines to sit and die of deficit is no part of lomini's plan the evil is considerable but can he not remove it can he not attack it at lowest he can attack the symptom of it these rebellious parlements he can attack and perhaps remove much is dim to lomini but two things are clear that such parliamentary duel with royalty is growing perilous nay internecine above all that money must be had take thought brave lomini thou garde des sous who hast ideas so often defeated bolt cruelly when the golden fruit seemed within clutch rally for one other struggle to tame the parlement to fill the king's coffers these are now life and death questions parlements have been tamed more than once set to perch on the peaks of rocks inaccessible except by litters a parlement grows reasonable oh mopo thou bold man had we left thy work where it was but apart from exile or other violent methods is there not one method whereby all things are tamed even lions the method of hunger what if the parlement's supplies were cut off namely its lawsuits minor courts for the trying of innumerable minor causes might be instituted these we could call grombaillage whereupon the parlement shortened of its prey would look with yellow despair but the public fond of cheap justice would favor and hope then for finance for registering of edicts why not from our own oeil de boeuf dignitaries our princes dukes marshals make a thing we could call plenary court and there so to speak do our registering ourselves st louis had his plenary court of great barons most useful to him our great barons are still here at least the name of them is still here our necessity is greater than his such is the lomini lamoignon device welcome to the king's council as a light beam in great darkness the device seems feasible it is eminently needful be it once well executed great deliverance is wrought silence then and steady now or never the world shall see one other historical scene and no singular a man as lomini de brienne still the stage manager there behold accordingly a home secretary Britoy, beautifying paris in the peaceablest manner in this hopeful spring weather of seventeen eighty eight the old hovels and hutches disappearing from our bridges as if for the state too there were halcyon weather and nothing to do but beautify parlement seems to sit acknowledged victor brienne says nothing of finance or even says and prints that it is all well how is this such halcyon quiet 
though the successive loan did not fill in a victorious parlement councillor goslard de Montsabert even denounces that levying of the second twentieth on strict valuation and gets decree that the valuation shall not be strict not on the privileged classes nevertheless brienne endures it launches no lettre de cachet against it how is this smiling is such vernal weather but treacherous sudden for one thing we hear it whispered the intendants of provinces have all got order to be at their posts on a certain day still more singular what incessant printing is this that goes on in the king's chateau under lock and key sentries occupy all gates and windows the printers come not out they sleep in their workrooms their very food is handed into them a victorious parliament smells new danger Despremenil has ordered horses to versailles prowls round that guarded printing office prying snuffing if so be the sagacity and ingenuity of man may penetrate it to a shower of gold most things are penetrable Despremenil descends on the lap of a printer's danae in the shape of five hundred louis d'or the danae's husband smuggles a ball of clay to her which she delivers to the golden councillor of parlement kneaded within it their stick printed proof sheets by heaven the royal edict of that same self-registering plenary court and those grand bayages that shall cut short our lawsuits it is to be promulgated over all france on one and the same day this then is what the intendants were bid wait for at their posts this is what the court sat hatching as its accursed cockatrice egg and would not stir though provoked till the brood were out high with it despremenil home to paris convoke instantaneous sessions let the parlement and the earth and the heavens know it end of section nineteen